Welcome into another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. This podcast is designed to go behind the scenes at what our local nonprofit organizations are doing in our community. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Welcome to a special edition of Mid-Michigan Matters, where I'm actually going to be joined by a co-host for this segment, Andrea Graham from the Chippewa River District Library. We're talking April being Donate Life Month. CRDL has a big campaign going on all month long. She's also able to chat with some of her friends, Kelly and Evan Cotton. Evan is a freshman at Farwell, and he's actually at Mott Children's Hospital downstate right now awaiting a heart transplant. And so I don't think there's anybody more important that we could talk to during Donate Life Month than him. Let's get into that interview with myself, Andrea Graham. Evan and Kelly Cotton. So you're at the Chippewa River District Library in Mount Pleasant, and we're actually talking with Kelly and Evan down. Where are you guys actually at, Kevin, Kelly and Evan? Uh, we're down at the uh, Charles Mont, no, uh, no, Mont Children's Hospital. All right. My children. All right. And April is Donate Life Month, and so that's why we've got you guys here. That's why I'm joined by Andrea. And Andrea, I'm going to kind of let you take over here because you know Kelly and Evan a little bit. Let's just kind of talk about them, and we're all here talking about Donate Life Month for April and raising awareness for everything. Go ahead and kind of take things over a little bit uh, here, Andrea, and I'll kind of jump in if I feel the need. Okay. So uh, I know Kelly from back when we were teenagers. Uh, Kelly and I went to youth group together, and um, so, and we've known each other just since then. Yep. Um, we don't cross paths very often, but I have kept up on um, the journey that their family has been going through. Uh, Evan is, as she said, they're at Mott Hospital, and they're um, going through the process of um, Evan receiving a heart transplant. So, uh, Kelly, will you um, maybe kind of give us a background and explain a little bit about um, Evan and what's going on, and, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Evan was born in 2007, and he was born as a single-chamber, single-ventricle child. He has what's called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. And this, this condition, this congenital heart defect, has brought us through three surgeries. Um, and then his last surgery was when he was two years old. And we have gone since he was two. So now he's 15 on the three procedures that they did when he was young. And now Evan's heart is just getting tired. Um, his body is tired of the Fontan being in there. It's a beautiful thing that they have these procedures, but the Fontan tends to be very rough on the body and the other organs. And so we are now at the stage where it is best that we work on getting a transplant because Evan is pretty healthy for the most part with his other organs. Yep. And Evan, uh, where you go to school in Farwell, I, I believe I was told? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you play any sports? you play any music out there? What's your favorite class at Farwell? Oh, uh, I don't have a favorite class. Some, some classes are more fun than others at times. It just depends on what we're doing. Stuff that make the class fun and Sometimes we do busy work that isn't as fun. All right, gotcha, Sounds gotcha. Sounds like a student right there. Yeah. Evan, um, are, aren't you in bowling? Yeah, I bowl. I, this is my first year on the high school team. Awesome. So I bowl for uh, the varsity team because we have a smaller school, so we didn't quite have enough kids to have a JV and varsity team. And now, Evan, for you, what's what's this process like? Process been like for you, except being born with this condition, having to go three through three surgeries. If you can just tell us a little bit about that, please do. Well, I don't remember too much about the three surgeries when I was younger. I, yeah, if anything, I don't really remember much at all when I was younger. But now, being in the hospital, I mean, living in the hospital, I guess at this point, it's not fun, but you know, it's 
I'm used to it. Gotcha. Well, I just think it's such a great thing for you to join us because I was telling Andrea, you know, it's one thing for me to talk about Donate Life Month as somebody who just, you know, has that red heart on their driver's license. It's another thing for Andrea to talk about it, who has a family member that donated. But it's a whole another thing for you to talk about it. So I, I just want to thank you guys so much for joining us because, you know, you talking about your condition and needing a heart transplant, I think is really the thing that's going to touch people's hearts around here because you're a youngster right here in our mid-Michigan area that needs to, you know, needs to be affected by Donate Life Month. And so people around there just need to know more about this. And I just want to thank you so much for helping us raise some awareness. Well, you know, what's funny is you bring that up about the donors as well, because we just came from a meeting with his entire doctor team and they talk about the priorities. And of course, the patients is the number one priority, but also the donors' families are a priority and the medical team. Um, without these families that are willing to donate their loved one's organs, kids like my son wouldn't have a chance for a long life. And um, we want to make sure that the families who are donating their loved one's organs are recognized and they know that we love and appreciate them so very much. And that's exactly why we at the library have um, brought about this awareness campaign for National Donate Life Month. As I was telling Chris earlier, and Kelly, you know, my brother Chad Jessup, he passed away in a car accident in 1995, and my parents made that uh, really awful decision in the spur of the moment time to go ahead and donate his tissues, and he ended up donating heart valves to a little girl in Connecticut, and I have to say that, you know, we, we can't change the outcome of you know losing somebody however it's very comforting later on in your grief journey to realize that that donation really impacted and changed somebody else's life and as the years have passed um, my family has just really benefited and felt blessed by that decision and that Chad's donation really helped another family and so we have on display uh, at the library for the rest of the month five panels from the Michigan donor remembrance quilt there it's a 78 panel quilt right now and they may end up being a, a couple panels at the shepherd maple syrup festival if you happen to get that way and that has just brought a lot of conversations to our patrons who've come into the library and have seen these quilt panels and i've had people talk to me about if they their family member or friend was a recipient or a family member or friend was a donor or someone they know is on the waiting list. And so that's what this is about. We really want to bring bring about some awareness and get people talking about it. And um, hopefully when they go into the Secretary of State, they just go ahead and register as a donor so their family doesn't have to make that decision on their behalf. Absolutely. You, I wouldn't have had the guts to be able to talk about what you're talking about today. And so just thank you, man, from the bottom of my heart. We really appreciate it. And you're really going to help your mid-Michigan kind of know what this is all about. Is there anything, Kelly or Evan, that you guys wish that um, people knew about um, your journey um, that you would like in support of your journey right now? How, how's the best way for people to support you? You know, the best way for people to support us is through prayer, but also... You know, it, 
it's a give and take situation. There's got to be organs to give in order for people to receive. And um, the give and the receive thing is something that has to keep going or the wait time for these individuals who need organs is just going to become longer and longer. And, you know, with Evan's case, they want transplant while he's healthy. And the longer we sit and wait now from this point forward, the more dangerous it is to do the transplant because it's starting to affect his kidneys and things like that. So, um, you know, getting out there and, and when you're updating your license, being a donor is something that you can help out with, with all these people down here. Um, but also awareness of CHD, congenital heart defect. There, one in 100 people are born with a heart defect of some sort. And we were lucky enough that our son landed with the most dangerous one that was available. And um, we have navigated through this with the Lord's help and family and friends support. And that's another thing that I would encourage any parents out there who are, you know, living in the hospital with sick kids and um terminally ill kids, lean on your friends and family, let them help you. It's a hard thing for me to let people help me. And um, this has brought about a lot of relinquish of control for me. And I've had to let people step in and help. And so that's another helpful thing, having a, a lot of people on your side to support you. Uh, Kelly, I just also want to just say, so you, um, your family, um, your husband and your your other son, who is a little bit older and a senior in high school, right? Um, yes, Avery is a senior in high school this year. So you guys, like this this process right now has just kind of split up your family this year. And, um, you know, I feel like what you're saying about having family and friends to lean on is so important during this time because people really want to help. And just knowing that you guys are um, have that struggle of being separated and not always being together, that too is just... Um, a burden. <laughs> it just seems like such a burden to have to carry. So yeah, it, it's hard some days, but yeah. And I think Kelly was talking with you with the donor awareness stuff. We need to get to the point where the donors aren't waiting. You know, there's heart, there's kidneys. That's the stuff. And I don't know how long those. And I, I hate to use the term "go on ice," but I don't know how long those can be sitting around for. But so there, it's we, a very, very intricate process, and yeah, yeah, very short term. And Kelly may know more than me, but just today. It, the four days they want when at this or four hours sorry um four hours, they, yes. uh, yeah four hours they told us that we can no longer be more than four hours from the hospital at this point without letting them know and it changes your you know when you're on a list you're they have different lists they have 1a 1b and then they have a two and then they have a seven which is a wait list and evan is gonna uh, be probably on the 1a list but you know, if we were more than four hours away, it bumps us down to the 1B list, which means they can pass you up and go to the next person. Okay. Wow. So uh, it's a very complicated process. We recently had Brian Martindale in from Kidneys for Kids, and he's um, taking, he's actually a live donor and is um, taking his cause out this summer to uh, 48 states trying to enlist 100 adults to donate a kidney to a child. And um, just listening to his story as a live donor and listening to all of the effort involved <laughs> in trying to help these kiddos, it's it's quite remarkable and you don't realize the need out there for organ transplantation until you start really talking to people who are in the mix like right now they're into it yeah. and and so like I, I know there's uh, 
there's this is a little bit different from what Evan is experiencing, but um, there's a lot of ways that we can give and help people right now. Um, and then, you know, just making sure that people understand the need for organ and tissue donation. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly, uh, Evan, again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Is there is there anything else you want to touch on? Thank you so much for adding in that last part. I think that was so, so important, Kelly. Um, no, I think that that is it. Um, the school system is really supporting. Barwell Schools is very, very supportive of me being gone. I actually teach at the high school that Evan attends. But also his student body is gathering around him, and they're currently um, developing bracelets to sell and donate money towards next week that will say Evan Strong on them and support of PhD awareness and things like that. So um, just put that out there that go Eagles, man. <laughs> yep, yep. I'll say make sure uh, you get a hold of myself and Sean at the station and we'll get the word out. And if you guys you know, maybe want to drop off some bracelets there, maybe even here at the library, we can help you guys uh, get those out to mid-Michigan. And Evan, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks for letting me join you guys. Yeah, it, it, it's all about Donate Life Month. It's all about you right now, my man. I said once you get back and get that heart, let me know. We'll go uh, We'll go bowl and you can kick my butt, all right? <laughs> hey, Evan, is there anybody you want to give a shout-out to? No, not really. No? Oh, not, right. not your brother or friend? <laughs> what was that? Avery's big brother. All right, shout-out right. to Avery's big yeah. brother. But, all right, thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll talk with you guys again soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank, yep, you. thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. And so now we've hung up the call on them, and Andrea and I are still going to talk for just, just another moment or two about Donate Life Month. And really special, as you said, to be able to hear from somebody who is in it right now and also bless them, praying for them, because it's also quite heartbreaking to hear as well. And as I said, Evan has much more courage than I do to be able to talk about this right now. But the, the need is great, Andrea, isn't it? It is. It is great. And um, I, I think that people are unaware of the necessity until it's it slaps them in the face literally and and it becomes something that's important part of their life so if we can just get the word out there and encourage people to um sign up to be an organ and tissue donor and for families to talk to one another so everyone understands and knows each other's wishes i think that's helpful yeah but you said before so long ago it wasn't even available to put it on their life put it on your license and so that's something that has just really driven up the you know donor uh stuff since then correct so uh, um, years ago, it wasn't, the Secretary of State didn't ask you if you wanted to add a heart um, to your driver's license. Now the campaign is check your heart. Um, so at one time, it was just something that people voluntarily did on their own. Um, and I'm not sure what year it was, but at one time, the Secretary of State was then able to start asking that question, which really helped um, increase the list of registered donors. Uh, so I think that we're in going in the right direction as far as like enlisting people to be aware of it. Yeah. And that's, you know, and there's somebody listening out of state, you know, you're not in Michigan. That's not on your license. Well, go talk to your secretary of state. Cause you know, maybe that's how some numbers can pick up big time. And, Kind of the, you know, I was asking you if this was okay for my final thought. He says, yeah, it is. You know, my kind of thing was, you know, to put it on your license. Why not? You know, if I am gone tomorrow, I really hope young Evan could get my heart. I, you know, I truly believe that a thousand percent because what more is it going to do than help a young person live? And so that, you know, that's kind of both thing you and I were thinking, you know, you, you can't take it with you when you go. And so why not help somebody else? Right. I completely agree. Yep. Andrea, thanks so much for joining me, but said our big thank you has got to go out to Kelly and Evan for joining us uh, down in the hospital, literally waiting, hopefully to get a heart transplant for young Evan.
as I mentioned before, the quilts, um, the donor quilts that are on display at the library will be up for the rest of April. We have five quilt panels throughout um, Veterans Memorial Library branch, and we are also um, accepting new and homemade, they have to be new and homemade, not store-bought, blankets for the Michigan Donor Family Council. That um, group puts together a comfort blanket, and they then give those blankets to a representative from Gift of Life Michigan. Gift of Life Michigan representatives go to donor families at their time of loss and um, give them this blanket. And sometimes the the family receives a blanket during during the time of loss. And so the the donor may actually have the blanket on them for a, a short period of time. It brings a lot of comfort to the families to have these small tangible items at that time of loss. It's meaningful. So if you have a crocheted, quilted, uh, a fleeced, uh, um, knitted blanket, um, brand new that you would like to donate, we will um, accept those blankets from um, all five of our branch locations. So that would be the Rosebush, Shepherd, Wynn, Blanchard, and Mount Pleasant libraries will accept those uh, blankets through the end of the month. Uh, we also have some uh, blanket party coming up here on Tuesday, the all 18th. Right. Uh, if you want to help make a blanket, a fleece blanket, you're welcome to stop by between 930 and 3 and help tie knots and make some fleece blankets. Uh, all of the fleece that we have for this uh, fleece blanket kits and things that have gone out this month were sponsored in part by McLaren Central Michigan and the General Federation of Women's Clubs Mount Pleasant. So we appreciate those um, sponsors. All right. Thank you so much, Andrea, for, you know, talking about something a little bit difficult to talk about, but it's very, very important. Like I said, there's there's nothing more important right now that you and I are thinking of than Evan getting hurt. I can honestly say that. And I so, absolutely uh, agree. Thank you so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. While you're here, feel free to browse earlier episodes or other podcast programs on our platform. Listen to what you will and spread the word. Thanks again for listening.